Welcome to the Culture Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Walker, along with my co-host and brother, Ernest Childs. We're here to talk about the same old stuff we chop it up about every other day. To be real, we talk about anything, but the aim of this podcast is to have an open discussion about everything. It'll be spiritually based, but in real talk, so you won't have to worry about us sugarcoating the topics. I hope y'all enjoy this podcast as much as we enjoy recording it. And if you don't, well, it's probably somebody somewhere who think you're all right. Enjoy the show. This is what it sound like when we roll and our eyes still open. All these people, all these drugs that could fit the ocean. They say they can, they say they can't tell me what they smoking. Making waves, making waves, making real commotion. This is what it sound like when we roll and our eyes still open. All these people, all these I wouldn't be mad at that. That'd be a pretty solid way. It sounds messed up to say a solid way to go out. I mean, we all got to go out one way after way. Y'all got to do it, man. But uh, we are officially recording now. Uh, got everything to work right. I right, been running through Skype. Yeah, yeah. So we here again on the Culture Bros podcast. We back. Name. We back. We back. No, out here doing it again, living another day. Corona's kind of going away now. They're yep, starting to open yep. up a couple of places. You yep. know, they ain't, they ain't do nothing in the UK yet, but we're we're patient, patiently waiting, you know. Yep, Just yep. chilling. We going to get there. That's all. That was up. Get there. But how are you doing, bro? How are you doing? Man, I'm doing good, bro. Doing good, man. Uh, This this week was, uh, it was straight, a little rough when I, find, when I actually took time to look at that story, man. Uh, about yeah, about a, a mood. Yeah, man. I, uh, I I avoided it for a few days, man. Uh, I started seeing those things about it. I was like, man, I don't, I, don't even, I, I knew what it was, man. I was like, I don't even want to dive into this, man. It's gonna piss me off. Yeah, man. It's gonna piss I, me off. I I can't blame you. Like I I still haven't watched, and I'm, I'm not, uh, gonna, I'm watch, not gonna watch. I'm it, not man. gonna watch the video just cause like stuff like that is so it's so bad how unsurprised like black people are to it at this point in. It wasn't even about like, like a lot of it was about the act in itself, but you know, a lot of pretty much all the backlash came out when it was like the police knew about it and didn't do anything about it. Like, I don't care what like what laws people believe are right about the whole like you know self defense, citizens arrest. Like, I I can promise you, I can promise you, citizens arrest isn't gonna come down to you chasing somebody down who's jogging outside with a shotgun pulling up on them talking about hey man we just uh we just want to talk with you yeah. like you, you you're not running up on me with a shotgun telling me you just want to talk like every black person knows what that means like and for the white people who might be a little confused by this it ain't all y'all it's just a couple special ones out there that are like oh well you know it's his right to be able to carry a rifle look guys like it, it, it's not that simple. Somebody just doesn't walk up to your door with an AR-15 talking about they selling Girl Scout cookies. So, like, it, the way that situation just went down, like, like I'm happy something about it's being done, but I'm not going to be, but like, no, satisfied. No, 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 no. You know why it happened, because junk then got out. They tried yeah. to cover that junk up, man. It's like, yeah. oh, we want to act right. I think you said, I think you said uh, the word, you said accountability. You know, earlier yeah. today. So, man, man, we had. It's sad that we act. It's sad that we we have to go that to this extent and shine shine this bright light on this injustice, or whatever for for justice to be done. You know, that's yeah. that's you know, it's it's sad. It really is sad. Um, like I said, when I saw it, I was like, I it hurt me, man. I, I was really hurt. I was really hurt. I was frustrated. I was I was angry, mad. Uh, you know. And I think I almost saw myself like, uh, once again, they gonna get off. But then, but then I found out when I read more about the story that it happened two months ago, and they all the time they were covering it up. I was like, yo, wow. I was like, yeah, wow. that was, that was just a second punch in the face. I was like, like, wow, this is what we're doing. I, I I think I heard the story they told the the mother. I was like, come on, man, we just gonna flat out lie to a, to a, a grieving mother about what really happened to her son. And we, you talking about from the police department and everything? Everything? I'm like, come on, bro. And it's just so bad. Like the people that are supposed to hold us accountable for, you know, infringing on the law about the bad things that we do, trying to keep us, you know, in the straight and narrow. 
like they're the ones that dig the grave to bury a body along with the details behind it mm-hmm. and it, it it comes it becomes even more like disgusting when you figure out how they will try to misconstrue things or like when things are starting to seem like oh things aren't really looking that great for us why do they always go to looking up somebody's like five year ago past like to talk about anything like regardless of what happened five years ago like he didn't commit murder he's not a criminal he's not a felon like we all make a little dim-witted decisions like in the past but he's dead from somebody else's like overstep because that's what this dude did him and his son and whoever was recording uh the whole thing like from the beginning that's just overstepping in the first place and like just and i'm not i'm not i don't want to call myself law enforcement but just kind of like understanding a little bit of the mind of law enforcement because i do security uh military police for the army people uh mm-hmm. in the air force I understand that a lot of people do have a passion for the job. They do get like a certain level of self-esteem boost whenever, you know, they go out and they're able to stop a crime from happening or they're able to save somebody's life, which are good things. But when you overstep those boundaries as somebody who has the power and legal authority to make immediate decisions, like that's the problem is like you have the legal authority to make legal decisions. Even if you make the wrong decision, it's not up to somebody else legally to Mm -hmm. say that you're making the wrong legal decision. Anybody with common sense that was sitting around them would have just been like, hey, just call the police and let them handle it. Like whatever crime he's suspected of doing, like even if I would have seen him running outside, I'm just like, like, I'll be more concerned if I seen like a dead body on the ground. Then it would have been like, okay, there's something suspicious or if there is like somebody screaming like. Like, there was no indication of, like, any sort of struggle, any sort of crime. I think, um, and this may be wrong, but the crime that he was suspected of was somebody called and said he was running through a construction site, which construction sites, I guess, is supposed to be, like, you're not supposed to go through them. But that in itself, like, why, like... Is not something the, worthy of... of, of you check bounty chase? hunting somebody down? No. No, not even close, bro. Like, Mm-mm. like... To meet somebody else with lethal force who has no means of lethal force, and then after you killed him, when you pulled up on him talking about you want to have a talk, and he fights you a little bit because, like, he's just scared. Like, he's in fight Legit. or flight mode. Heck yeah. Like, like you, he's in, like... Man, mm, they cornered him, too. Yeah, like... It's, like, not like, it's, not like they, it's not like they they made it where he could not go anywhere. And I'm like... Yeah, it, it wasn't an open discussion type of presentation of themselves like pulling up and really the it, 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 really it really ambush that's really it was. what it was yeah it was he had no other point like hopping out the car before it's even done rolling like like come on dude like i have absolutely no sympathy for like the people who did this to him because i don't care what mindset you've grown up with we live in a day and age where and this also has to be back, like society's backing it to a degree, but the, like this is a part of accountability that needs to happen because for a lot of people like in the military, just like in some type of structure, the conduct of the people that work for you or that you like supervisor for the police that they like protect is going to come down to the authoritative figure above them. You guys are the authoritative figure in the first place. So it's going to come down from your image for yeah. black and brown people. We don't trust you in the first place. Like, like a lot of us trust you to a degree. That's about the most. A lot of us trust you is to a degree. Like if something happens and somebody breaks into a house in a neighborhood, I'm probably going to call the police. Or if somebody steals my car, I'm going to call the police. If somebody commits a murder, we're going to call the police. But as a black person, if some, if somebody breaks into my house, for instance, and I got to call the police, we have to take that extra bit of breath just to be like, hey, I'm a 6'2 black guy. I'm going to be wearing a red shirt, gray sweatpants. Yeah. I'm going to be, you know, when you come, like, I'm going to be wearing glasses. And it's almost to the point where, like, our lack of faith in the authority figure is just yeah. going to, it always, and for most black people would agree, like, 
a good idea would just to be like, hey, I'm not hanging up the phone until the police come here and you could tell them to identify me. Like when a cop pulls yeah. us over, first thing we do is keep our hands on the steering wheel. And even when they tell us to do something, we're all a little hesitant just to be like, okay, it's going to be in my right pocket. I'm like, I'm going for it. Or like if he comes up and he's already mad, say if he was speeding a little bit and he pulls you over, he could be having a bad day. You could have been like the 10th person he's pulled over for speeding or whatever is like causing his bad day. So he's coming up with an attitude off rip. You were just late for work and you ain't really paying attention. You're just trying to get there as fast as possible. Not saying anyone's in the right here, but when they pull up and they, they're coming like, do you understand what you're like coming off like real angry and irate? So it's just like, look, my, I would almost feel to the point where it's like, look, I'm going to let you open this door. I'm going to let you unlock the door in the first place. I'm going to step out this car. You can grab my wallet at this point because you're already coming off sideways. You already have a gun. You already have the authority. There's really nothing I can do. And that's the helpless feeling like a lot of black and brown people like we just kind of sit in that like weird reality all at the same time of just having to live a normal life and yeah i guess it's but when like the accountability system is so trash like when we do do the it, right it, thing it, it really is like it's like yeah it's like who do you call you know if the very people who are supposed to protect us and, and, and like you said you know really keep us on a straight narrow i guess you could say or just uphold the law itself yeah if we come to you and you fail us where else do we have to go you know, and then if let's say we do take matters into our own hands, if anybody was going to make citizens arrest and shoot people because <laughs> they're fit for their life, it would be black folk. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. It should be us. Shit. It but, should be us. <laughs> like, legit, if that was the case. But it's like, if we can't, re- if we can't rely on police officers, the law enforcement, or even the, the courts and the judicial system to plead our case to be, you know, help us. Who do we have to call? But then if we take matters into our own hands to self de- of self-defense, something like that, we're labeled as old thugs, labeled as this and like, no. People were just defending ourselves, you know? Lose lose situation. I'm I'm telling you, like, yeah, we call to help, we call for help. We we try to rely on the mercy of the law enforcement, they screwing us. Then if we try to defend ourselves, the image is like, oh, they're they're this and they're that. It's like, come on now. Yeah, it's no it's no winning. And then no. just for the judicial system, like the laws in itself, let's be real, historically have not been made for black and brown people no. to prevail. Like, you know, just about 40 years ago, it was legally okay for a for a bank to just brush off my mom to get a loan or just like the whole systematic like oppression of not being able to, well, not allowing black and brown people to obtain their own land, to obtain their own houses, to have real estate, to have liquid assets. Like we were, we've been like, we've been wet, like watered down when it comes to that. Before then it was the Jim Crow laws. And those laws were just set up for us to fail altogether. And before then was slavery. Well, so recently. And, and, oh yeah. And when, when, when they started doing the, what was, what was that, uh, that project, the expansion from uh, Liberty from shine, sea to shine and sea, I think it was, I, I gotta probably look it up. But when they started, when the United States started doing their expansion out west and stuff like that to take over more of the, the Americas, they yeah. were giving out, the government was giving out free land to people and stuff like that. And of course, these people who were getting this land were, were not black people, of course, with coming out just out of slavery, mm-hmm. uh, the hill of slavery, and then not even being seen as a full person. You know, you got the three-fifths rule, the stuff like that that was in place. So, you know, it's like... <laughs> The it whole, took us like, almost a century. It took us a couple centuries yeah. just to become a person. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. So it, it's like it's like you know people love talking about oh yeah pull up pull yourself up from your own bootstraps and work hard and stuff like that. It's like yo yo yeah that's that's good and all if everything's a fair playing field. But it's like you put you put a chain around around my foot and then told me to run and then when the chain is cut off you're like oh yeah everything's equal and I catch up. But even then, I got to hurdle over this. I got to hurdle over that. I got to spin move this thing. Got to duck like, hide. <laughs> I got to I'm like, you know, like, talk about genera- generational wealth. Man, we are so behind the power curve on that, you know, just because the fact how the country was, was made and stuff like that. And it's just, it's crazy that we, we still fight these kind of battles or whatever. It's a, it was started, like, the way the country started was 
it, it was started as a country not made for us. It was made in lieu of us. Like we made a lot of stuff happen. Like we were in place of a lot of the machines that we have today. Yeah. A lot of the uh, infrastructure back then was like agricultural and just like housekeeping and a lot of things like that. Or like whenever the labor did come down and we started to do construction, of course, we're going to get underpaid because we were the cheap labor back then. And then when the war busts out, okay, cool. We need y'all on the front lines. But when you come back, you better not sit from that water fountain, boy. Like, uh, like yeah. every, and like, and but, a lot but, of people's but not, arguments. But I, but I, Go ahead, go ahead. My bad. Go ahead. My bad. Like, it's just a lot of people's arguments to this day are just like, we're better than we were 10 years ago. We're better than we were 20 years ago. America's an extremely young country. And to their slight credit, for black for a group of black people to have left Africa or be taken from Africa and had to start anew somewhere else, we have done phenomenally when it oh, comes yeah. to like how far we have gone but the reason we've gone far is because we've had people that fought we had the rebels like harriet tubman who got us free from those chains who had to think very strategically who yeah. couldn't even yeah. read a book but was able to think strategically and work along with all their fellow all her fellow black people to establish the underground railroad, keep it going, keep get people to freedom. Then he went on to individuals yeah, like Marlon King, Doug Malcolm Frederick X, Douglas, Frederick Douglass, uh, Douglas, yeah, and uh, a lot uh, of other historical people. George Washington Carver, W. E. D. Du Bois, man, yeah, all man. <laughs> just all these, just the yeah. lineup, man, just the lineup we had, and then like even at that, like with every great power move that blacks had to have made throughout history we have needed the companionship of the right the right people i'm not going to yeah. say the white people the right people because there's a difference like if we just trusted every single right white person to get us in the position we needed to be in we would be very foolish yeah. and we well, would still be like yeah. oh indentured slavitude ain't that bad you know we ain't getting a whip cracked across our back and eventually we could work our way no we had to get the right people to yep. help us out, no matter what yep. color they were, the right people had to really, yep. really put us in a position to make that change. And for them to teach their kids like, hey, this isn't right. You're going to see it throughout your life. But it, yeah. we still got we still got room to grow. Like we still ain't yeah. where we could be. And you know, we're not going to yeah. get there by just settling with things like no. this, just because the law may not say that what the dude did was entirely wrong which i have a hard time even understanding or just like comprehending that just because it says it doesn't mean that a change shouldn't happen and an example shouldn't be made like people made examples of people for way less than this yeah why is this the one that they seem to want to let just like you know brush it off like it's going to be okay because they tried to do that at first and not say anything now all the da's that were around that situation had to just like back off the case because of conflict of interest because it's just like legally I can't do anything because the guy was a D worked in the DA's office himself so of mm -hmm. course there's going to be conflict of interest but why wasn't that brought up when the people who called about the killing why didn't y'all say that to the mother yeah real it's a lot of stuff man well what was your take uh, I'm sorry I buttered no no man you good uh, as far as the take on the whole situation or or what exactly? It's we like kinda, we can... overall accountability, I guess, because that, that's where this podcast man, is going yeah, towards. Uh, man, I think black people rallying together and using the the influence and power we do have is very, very key and crucial. Um, we, you know, black people, they, they, we are very influential. Even though we make up only 13% of the United States population, Black Americans have a lot, a lot of influence in social media, a lot of influence in culture and pop culture and things of that nature. So seeing people rally together uh, the way they did brought this justice to pass. And, you know, yeah. and because I and, and now I have seen public cases still get dropped and people let people off. But I, for some reason, this case is different. Uh, I feel like it's there. But it hit harder, too. It's just like a wake up call, like. Not saying that other other ones were wake up calls like you know uh, uh, Trayvon Martin and and what's the other gentleman who got, who got shot on Mike camera Brown. in his car Mike Brown and uh, 
They all these different. They were all wake up calls, but I don't know this one for some. It hit different, man. It, it really. I was like, dang, enough is enough, dog. Like, come on. Like, and and so just see everybody rally together is really Beautiful. huge. And and it's and and I think that's where we we got to get back to because man, when black people were thriving, you talk about Black Wall Street that was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and you talk about uh, the civil rights movement, and you know. Yeah. Black people coming together and work and working in unity uh, mm-hmm. to to make change. And I think once they began to infiltrate the black community and family, and began to uh, disperse it, the power the power left because the unification wasn't there. But I really do think that that unification aspect is coming back. It really is, and we saw just a hint of it on display uh, these past past couple of days with yeah. everybody coming out with support about uh what what went on and and uh that's really really uh resourceful i'm not gonna get into details about uh how they deconstructed that the african-american family i'm not gonna get into that this conversation man but, that'd be a <laughs> whole not, different podcast not, dog i'm like i'm not going there i'm not going there that could, I, be, I, <laughs> that could be a whole different podcast it's a lot no, of stuff I, like it's a lot of stuff black people just don't we don't talk about it as much because there's so much stuff for us to get past like like the de incentivization well wow, I think I used the wrong word, but the when the way they de incentivize us to not be like simply married. Like the government sets up households, sets up like absent households more than they set up together households. They make divorce yeah. easier, they make all the welfare systems like more in tune if you are divorced. Child support is entirely built up on like, oh, you guys had a disagreement. It could be two completely civil parents about like doing their business. If you ain't on child support, there's a lot of other financial issues that might be going on that like you can't apply for certain programs. Hey, man, that's a different podcast. I ain't even gonna get into it. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Yeah. That um, is different. But I, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't man, it's crazy. I just don't I don't understand it, man. We, are, but we are very, we are, uh, we are a very unique people, man. Uh, yeah. Black Americans are very unique, uh, unlike any other group mm-hmm. out there. And uh, but we come, we come a long way, but we still got a ways to go. Yeah, you know, uh, we. I still remember Martin Luther King saying, you know, you know, he's seen the promised land. He, he talked about how he may not get there with us, but you know, he God has allowed him to look over and see. You know the fulfillment of of our people, yeah. and um, I, you know, <clears throat> I will say, man, only reason that we are in the position we are in, as far as advancements and mm-hmm. this how we're growing, is only because of God, bro. Like yeah. we were set up to fail. Only God could have saved us, bro. Yeah, no, nah, we. I, th- I think think about it, bro. Like you have some of the the, the Africans uh, who were enslaved in the, in the islands, where in, in that case, a lot of a few times, not all the, all the time, but a lot of them places, the slaves outnumbered their slave masters. So when when rebellion happened, they were able to fight for the law and gain independence, which was good. Yeah. But with our situation, we're completely cut off, mm-hmm. and we are the minority. Yeah. It's not like we 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 were we did not outnumber anybody. Not and at so all. you know, if if it was not for divine intervention, you know, we would have. Who knows how we would end up? You know, and. And one thing, I think, I think my mom, I think, no, was it you who said this? You were like, you know, black people are, we are really believing people. Mm-hmm. Faith has been huge in our, in our communities, man. Yeah, faith in, faith in whatever God being, feeling you have, because yeah. I know not everybody's going to be able to hit home runs with like the idea of God, but like everybody has been in a place in their life where they've had to have faith in something like, yeah. Like, but even, it, yeah, but even, just, even, it's, even it's your West Coast, though, even your major civil rights leaders, yeah, uh, Reverend Al Sharpton, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jesse Jackson, uh, Frederick Douglass, Harry, Harry Tugman, all yeah. these people who did major things for black people in the history were all believers, they were all guided by some type of faith, Always. even, even, yeah. Mal- even Malcolm X. He was, he was, my man Malcolm, he was, dog. he, he was at first a real like abrasive you know opposite of martin's message of you know we got to fight you know we've been sitting around too long but eventually he rounded himself off to like look 
blood for blood don't solve anything. And we can see that in just the other cultures that, because black people from Africa just got spread out all amongst the world during that time frame of just our slavery, the uh, transatlantic like slave trade. Like it was just, we, we went everywhere. The difference between our rebellion and a lot of other rebellions is that we didn't always go to blood. Like yeah. after a while, like we had to think strategically and we were able to yeah. think strategically about how we could get things done because blood for blood, like just eradicating like the white man doesn't yeah. solve anything. It didn't solve no. anything. Like if we got through slavery without having a complete, and I would say if any time was, you know, good enough, like, okay enough to just do something that wild, that was the time where I would have expected it to happen, but it didn't like, Mm-mm we had to take different courses of action for people that didn't know how to read for people that didn't know how to write with very little minimal education, just running off of our instincts from a completely foreign land and having to work against this like entity that's way further ahead than us for them mm-hmm. to be able to take us from where they were today to where we are right now is amazing. And that's what I want a lot of, you know, you know, my black and brown people and all the right people to understand, like, the fight's hard. The fight's going to punch us in the face. It's going to get us down. Like, the fight's going to keep happening. Like, that's the thing. And once we get to the point where the fight isn't as strenuous on our side, I want to see our people get to the point where we start getting all the black, brown, and right people, like, good in the world. Because I still see a lot of division on things we got past like around the civil rights time a lot of things we got over during slavery a lot of like a lot a lot of issues that you know aren't as difficult that could be hashed out but it's all about your strategy and really comes down to accountability like we have to be accountable for our own like we're never going to cheer on another black man that goes out and just mindlessly kills anybody we don't cheer that on i'm never for that like, like just our behavior in itself, like when you go out, we're always taught to mind our own. We're always taught to, you know, tread light on water, but we're also taught to be strong, be independent, be forward thinking. Like, like it's a lot of things that we learn, like, you know, just over the existence of America and we're we going to keep growing. Yeah. We're going to keep going as long as we got that faith behind us, as long as we got God behind us, like we're going to keep growing the right way. Even if we got to take a few steps back, like it's just a different story for a different, for a different day, same story for a different day. But, you know, the punches don't get no lighter. We just, yeah, we just kind of know what to do with them a little bit better, I guess. Dang. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't really have too much more to say about that. <laughs> nah, uh, not, did, at all. not 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 at the moment. I'm 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 just glad we came together and um, that at least the first steps of justice being served have taken place. But yeah. we still got to make sure I let our voice be heard. We still got to be vocal mm-hmm. throughout this whole uh, process, this whole case, and stuff like that. Because enough is enough, man. Yeah. But uh, I, I pray this is a this is a a galvanizing. Uh, thing for us where black people really come back together and, and, and be strong like we're like we're supposed to. Like we yeah. can be like we've been in the past. So yep. Uh that's all I have for that. Uh it's funny because you didn't say anything else about another topic. So I really I thought we would probably talk about this more, but I have nothing to say. The case yeah. has just started. So <laughs> I'm, like, I'm we're still waiting for more details. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Nah. We actually this is probably actually a pretty good time to Stop this topic because we're about at the thirty-minute mark. And oh wow, that's trying... good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing pretty good with time management today. So, uh, on to a little bit of a lighter topic. A uh, couple of we could pick from one of the. Uh, I think I pick two things, and you pick one thing about what we could talk about for another man, podcast. I'm, I'm, man, I'm not talking about that, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that junk. I found more stuff about that junk, man. I'm more. <laughs> More? <laughs> how no, you no. found out more? No, 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 no. You remember how we talked about previously before the like last oh, week? Yeah, you yeah, said, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But now this week, the information I already told you off offline yeah. is like 
No, everything I thought was a lot. <laughs> I mean, oh, it was oh, a you lie. Was about to come in here talking something. It was a lie. different. A whole different story, bro. I don't. I don't even know. I. I can't even tell the story anymore, man. I, I'm like, I don't even know what to tell. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that y'all don't even know. Like, like you. Like whenever we put this out, and if you hit, like when you listen to the first one. This is because it that, did that, it did get more complicated. I, I think I think that 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 story in its totality, in the way we're gonna have to tell it, we're gonna have to tell it in code. We're gonna have to tell it in code. Man, yeah, we are gonna have but, to draft something up. Like, uh, we, we we, we, that's gonna that's gonna be a separate podcast by itself. Because I, I, I at first I thought I could just talk about it. Uh, I thought I was like, yeah, I, I'll just talk about what I learned and. How you know what I learned from that experience and everything like that, which Got is it. I'm still I, what I learned is never gonna leave me. Uh, it's it's great. Yeah. But now it's like what it's I learned a couple fresh behind the now. scene. I'm couple, like couple fresh wounds, man. I, man. I no, it ain't even wounds, bro. I'm not even hurt. I'm just shocked. I'm just like, dang. Oh yeah. It's like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel I really feel bad for the other parties. So yeah, that's a, a bad for. Yeah, but, for uh, sure. Let's let's make that clear before we get. Before anybody gets to, you know, if for the people that do know, you know, whatever their opinions are, like, like we said in the title of this podcast, we keep everything real talk. We do yeah. have more sympathy and like more empathetic feelings towards like every other party that's involved in this because yeah. the place where like it is more easy for you to say because it's your situation. Oh, well, you know, I. Like I said, one thing I want to focus on is really with it, with telling that story. My story is really um, what I learned and yeah. how my experience can help more other people. So I think that's where I really want to. I really want to keep the focus. You yeah. know, I don't really want to talk about other people stuff like that. People gonna do what they do. People gonna they did what they did. Whatever the case may be. But it's like, okay, how did I respond to that? How did I? you know, maneuver through this situation and stuff like that and keep the bond of peace and really be able to uh, navigate, navigate, excuse me, uh, tough water. So, right, you know. right. All right, hold up real quick. I'm going to stop. Okay, we're back from a quick little intermission. So what we did decide to talk about is uh, my inability to have a decent relationship. Uh, it's been about <laughs> six. It's been about six solid years. Pretty much the whole time I've been in the Air Force, I cannot say I have had a solid relationship with a single female. Like the entire time, like I've always been in the dating phase. I've never crossed that uh, line. I've yeah. never crossed that line of full relationship. And I would say, like, like to put a little bit of the blame on myself from what, like, a a couple of uh. The girls that I'm still cool with to this day, uh, my my uh, friend April, I'll say her name. She cool with it. Uh, she told me the other day, uh, cause I I was kind of talking to her back in Texas in 2014. She was the first girl along this like journey of trying to figure my life out, my dating life. But she had told me the other day that she thinks that I friend zone too many of the women that I meet. Which is crazy because I never I never looked at it like that. But the situations I'm going to talk about ain't have nothing to do with friend zones. It's just all confusion. So like, and I don't even think I've told, I think I told you this, but I only spoke about it like real lightly. So mm -hmm. back when I was in Alaska, got to start coming up with names. Tiffany, I think that's the one we said we was going to go with. Uh, I'm just going to call her Tiffany. It was this girl named Tiffany and I met her at the gym. Uh, mm -hmm. just working out, doing my thing. I kind of see her, you know, from a distance, pretty cute girl, light skin, curly hair, mm. like, you know, nice body. I was like, oh, she, she bad, but you know, I'm yeah. just doing my workout and I think she was doing like box jumps, but the way she was doing them, I was like, she, cause she was like landing stiff or something. It was something that was just like, she might hurt herself doing it like that. So I just like came over and, uh, start talking to her. Uh, just telling her, like, hey, don't land so stiff, you know, blah, 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 talking to her or whatever. Start talking about other things and um, ask her what, you know, her interests are, what she like, you know, what it do. 
And she told me she wanted she wanted to go see the new Deadpool movie. This was around the time Deadpool came out, so this might have been like 2015 or 2016. Yeah. I can't remember. Like that. I can't remember. Yeah. But she said she wanted to go see it. I was like, oh, where? Well, if you ain't got nothing going on, I'm off Saturday. Like we could pull up. And she was down with it. Went out there, had a good time. Good little, uh, you know. I don't even know if I want to call it a date, and you'll figure out why. Pretty soon. <laughs> So after that, we started hanging out pretty casually. Like she worked at uh, the shop at on base and okay. whenever she would come to work, she would just pull up to my crib and we would just chill and kick it. Like nothing would go on. Like it was just us hanging out, having a good time, genuine, everything like no intent. It's just us hanging out with each other. Like I'll cook breakfast, you know, whenever she pulls up, like whole, a whole, whole breakfast. Like it was, it was a pretty good spread. But the thing about her that kind of confused me was she would always throw in a subtle comment every time we hung out of just like, oh, you know, uh, I just wish, you know, I just wish I had a guy that I was comfortable enough that, you know, we could just have casual sex with like no strings attached. She said this? Yes. Many times. Many times she said this. So. You know, being in the military, you just can't be jumping on like stuff like that because it's just like like that's almost so direct. I felt dumb just having a second guess it, but I kind of know how the game works. You know how things could go wrong, so I just feel it for the first couple of times she said it because she said this a couple of times, like on multiple occasions. And then one time she came over to crib after work, we were just hanging out, and. Um, I was uh, walking her out to her car from my house, gave her a hug, and it was like, you know, just normal hug, and she just kind of, like, noticed the cologne I was wearing. She was like, oh, it smells real nice, and, like, later on mm-hmm. that, like, after she left, you know, said the same thing. Like, you know, I just, I just, you know, I, I wish the day would come when I could just have, you know, a guy friend that I'm comfortable enough to. So, at this point, it's been a couple months. Been a couple months. So you, saying, so you, so so you've been dealing with a girl who's been saying the same thing: how she wants a casual, nothing, no string attached, having sexual relationship type of thing. Yeah, you've been saying this for months. Hey, Jordan, why are you why are you hanging around, bro? <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Wait till we get to wait. Wait till we get to the punch. Just wait for it. Just wait for it. So after she left the crib that day and she had went back to her crib, you know, we're just texting, like you know, talking about random dumb stuff. And I just, like, hit her. I was like, hey, yo, I know, you know, earlier you talked about, you know, just wanting a casual girlfriend to do something with. Like, if you cool with it, like, you know, I'm pretty comfortable with me. I feel like you come, you know, I'm I'm comfortable with you. I feel you comfortable with me. And, you know, if you ever just want to do it, like, you know, just know I'm cool with it. Bro, tell me why I get ghosted from this point. Not a response. Nothing. Like, and at first, I was just like, oh, she must have just went to sleep or something. So, you know, let her go to sleep. So, so wait, 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 wait. So, what she do? She ghosted me. So, all this time, y'all talking, y'all talking. Yeah. She's saying the same rhetoric about, yes. oh, I just want a casual sexual fling thing, whatever. Yes, sir. And then she, and then she ghosted you one day. Yes. Okay. No, ghosted me exactly after that message I sent. So, and I what you, you And what'd you tell her again? I just told her, hey, it like, you know, I remember you said this earlier. I feel pretty comfortable around you. I, I get the feeling that you're pretty comfortable around me. And if, you know, you want to, like, just have something casual, you know, just let me know. And, you know, it's cool. She completely ghosted me from that point, bro. Like, so, so you finally kind of caved in. Well, a little bit to like what her request. I don't even know how that's a cave in. It's straight. Not a cave in, but <laughs> I guess not cave in. But you, you now basically speak her same language. So you, so you basically said the same thing she's been saying to you this whole time. Like, oh yeah, I'm yeah. comfortable enough with you. Yeah, we can actually yeah. have this type. Of, okay, got you, got you, got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, so that that's all I said. I ain't you know do no slick talk like, dang girl, if you want to do this, like it wasn't nothing slick. It was just like, yo, if you if you cool with it, I'm cool with it. You know it. And that was just like an open invitation. Like, even if she didn't want to do it, that's straight. Because, like, how we were in general was already good. So it didn't need to go no further. But if you keep telling me every time we hang out, like, that, okay, whatever. So 
At first, I thought she just went to sleep because she had to work the next day. Cool. So I went to work the next day, did my thing, texted her, went around the time she usually gets off, nothing. A couple weeks go by, nothing. And I notice whenever I see her in the gym now, she purposely walks in a completely different area of the gym whenever I come around. So I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And nobody else really knows this girl. Like she, she worked. Her dad worked on the army base. I'm on the air force base. We don't really have any affiliates. So one day, like it's been about like a month or two that she's just completely ghosted me. So I'm just like, wow. all right. Like I, I walk by her in the gym, and I'm just like, you know what? It, it's too stuck on my mind because I don't know what the fuck happened. You know, I stop her. I'm like, yo, like what's up like it, things are like yep. real weird and awkward like what happened yeah yeah what happened yeah yeah bro she told me she told me i just felt so comfortable around you and you just you just betrayed my trust i felt like i could just tell you anything and it when it when at, when you sent that text and you just asked me that I, it just felt like it just felt like a violation bro like what how? the fuck did wow. I do? What did she say you violated? I don't know. I was like, what are you talking about? And she was just like, well, when you asked if we wanted to have sex, like, I never wanted that from you. And I was like, so why what? did you keep? I wish I still had the text messages. But I was like, so why did you keep insinuating that? And she was like, I just, it was just something I, I just, it's something I felt. It's just something I was like, then what is she 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 like two years older than me by the way so and i was just like <laughs> so what what am i missing right now like i had to ask a couple of my like female friends i was i told them the whole story and they was just like nah you ain't crazy that girl weird like you ain't gonna ask somebody you ain't gonna tell somebody over and over and over and over as the opposite sex and i'm sorry females that that's just how it is like and that's not even a bad thing that's intent the whole thing about intent is if you're telling somebody multiple times, let's like if my mom tells me all the time, like, oh, I, oh, I wish I could get this for Christmas. I wish, I, you know, I, I, I would really like this. I would really like this. And then I get it. She was like, well, what made you get this? What? Like, of course I got it. Like, people listen. People are going to take the words you say. So, and, so, so basically, she, she kept insinuating that she just wanted a casual sexual thing. And the minute that you say, oh, yeah, we can do that. She's like, oh, you want to your sex? You, you misogynistic trap. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. So I was like, bro, what? The f-? So that, that was the end of that. So I just kind of left her alone at that. Because I was just like, look, that girl's busted in the head. I don't know what's wrong with her. I don't know. I'll, you know, pray for Tiffany. Pray for Tiffany. <laughs> I hope the best for you, girl. I just left that alone. Fast forward a couple of months. There's another girl that I started talking to. Uh, ooh, what do I call her? Uh, Jasmine. I'm going to call her Jasmine. So Jasmine works with me. So she works security forces along with me. She got introduced to my group. You know, j- just how black people are. Like whenever a black person comes to the workstation, like all the black people kind of like make them feel welcome. It's just like a cultural thing. Everywhere yeah. in the military, black people always seem to be more comfortable. Around. Oh, like even even if we don't know each other, like if we pass you in the commissary, we have never actually spoken to you before. We'll still dap each other up like we've known each other. Like that's just like a beautiful part about black culture, especially in the military. We all ride for each other. Like it's a beautiful thing. It should, there should be a story made about it. But me and Jasmine uh, are just like acquaintances at first like i don't really even know her all that well and eventually you know we start getting comfortable around each other i have a couple house parties she pulls up and you know we start hanging out more uh one of the house parties she pulls up to uh everybody starts to leave but she wants to stay and i was like oh word um it's a couple of beds upstairs you know uh sleep wherever you want it's cool she tells me mm-hmm. she wants to sleep in my bed. So I was like, oh, all right, word. Oh, oh, okay. That's cool with me. This is the first time y'all, she, she didn't spend the night or whatever? Yeah, yeah, first time. Okay. So, right, we, right. so we go up to the bed. This is going to be such a bad story. And I pray to God my mom does not hear it. But we go, <laughs> upstairs, we go upstairs and we just kind of like uh, chilling in the bed, just doing our own thing. 
And, you know, typically whenever you get to that point, you kind of could guess where things are going to go. Like, it's not that far out of the frame of mind. But, you know, man, man, if my mom hears it, she's going to be so mad. I'll just keep it straight up. We got to keep it straight up. So we both in the bed. We both just about like, you know, all the clothes off, just chilling in the bed. So it's pretty much up until that point. And when it comes down to it, she says no. And I am pretty confused because it's just like, we are all but in it at this point. Like, but I don't, I don't argue it. I leave it how it is. I go take a cold shower and I go just go to bed. Like, I just leave it how it is because I'm just like, all right, word, I guess, you know. I respect the decision. I ain't going to second guess it. It is what it is. You know, I don't do the typical guy thing, kick her. I don't care because I'm not sexually motivated. Like, you know, if knows your answer, knows your answer. And that's just how it's going to be. So fast forward a couple months, like pretty much same situation happens. But after it happens the second time, I'm just like, look, you just ain't going to be in my bed in any way, shape or form. Like at first I thought, you know, it was gonna like it was gonna be some form of like a relationship or the start of something that you know you wanted to go to, but clearly it's not. I ain't faulting you for it, but you know you ain't got no business in my room. Like overall, like if it's something you got to get or something you got to do, just let me know. But you know if whatever happens, whatever happens. Have another house party. I go upstairs. She's sleeping in my bed again. I'm like, all right, word. I've been through this way too many times to be dumb. I just go sleep in my room in my roommate's bed because he's deployed. Uh, mm. he's deployed, so he ain't even at the crib. Mm. And she goes home the next day. Everything's kosher, like you know, everything's straight. She gets to the point in the dorms where she's about to move out, and I think she was getting custody of her sister, so she had to get a house for that. And she had out process of the dorms already without a place to stay. And already, like, she had told me this, and in my head, I'm like, man, I really don't want to do this. But I'm like, look, like, if by the time you out process at the dorms, like, you ain't got a place to stay, you know, I got a couple of beds in my crib I don't use. Like, you cool to stay here. You ain't got to pay rent because the military, you don't pay rent. I was like, you know, just, you know, whenever you go to the store, just, you know, fill up whatever you use in the fridge, and I'm cool with it. Keep it real simple. Really no strings attached to it. And I'm keeping it that way. So she's staying there for a couple of, it's been a couple of weeks since she's been staying there. Everything's cool. Like nothing has happened. I don't allow anything to happen. And she goes to work one day. She she works in a different section. When she pulls out of the driveway, uh, I just hear like her pull out and I get a phone call right after. And for some reason in my head, I was just like, man, I really hope she didn't hit my car. Ah. Because mm. that's the only thing that will make somebody stop right outside of the driveway and call you. So I was like, please, mm. please don't hit my car. She called me. She was like, so I messed up. I was like, okay, what is it? She was like, I, I hit your roommate's car. I was like, oh, well, at least there's that. So I was like, uh, what damage is it? She just like nicked uh, his uh, side view mirror. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I was like, I could replace that. Just buy the piece and I'll just put it on. He's still deployed. I'll put it on before he gets back. Everything will be cool. She was like, work. So a week goes by, hear nothing about it. So I just shoot her a text from the Honda website because they're the only ones that are making the part for this now mm. and for this specific color. And I shoot her in a text and just be like, hey, yo, it's going to be this much. Just pay for the part. Don't have to worry about taking it to the shop. I'll just do it for you. Save you a little mm. cash in your pocket. She gets mad and she w- she felt like I was pressing her. She was like, well, I told you I was going to pay for it. So I don't even see why, you know, you're even like bringing this to me. All this, y'all you know, going crazy. All Like everything she was saying. I was just like, yo, just buy the piece. Like, because he comes back in a week. And I don't want to have to tell him if I don't have to tell him. Because if mm. the problem gets fixed in the first place, it's straight. No harm, but, no foul. Yeah, no harm, no foul. But just at least buy the part so when he gets here, he'll know it's in route. 
So we had a whole argument about this because she felt like I was being pressy. I was being, and she was I don't like the way you've been acting either because I don't even know why you lock in the room to your door. I was like, because it's my room. Like, what do you mean why am I locking the room to my door? Like, what do you need in my room when I'm not there? And she was oh, well, I left my shampoo in there. I was like, why is your shampoo in my shower? It's a whole different shower you should be using. So we just started getting into it about the dumbest things. And then she just, like, comes around to the, like, just saying, like, well, I just see your true colors of how you're acting and how you're just pressing me and how you really don't care, this, that, the other, blah. And this girl been annoying me for the hottest minute. Like, you know, if I'm, like, me and her aren't dating. So I would still, like, call other women. Like, I'll be FaceTiming other girls and she'll come in from work. And she'll be like, oh, you have a friend? Runs up, takes my phone, starts talking to the girl I'm talking to. And I'm just like, no, like come on dog so so me and her already kind of like button heads but i'm just trying to be you know a good guy just trying to be like just cool about the whole situation but she really just getting on my nerve now so i get to the point i have to text my roommate like yo she knocked off your mirror in the process of getting it fixed i'll you you'll you'll just get the backdrop of everything else when you get back he was like he already kind of mad but he trusts me so it was like word and i told her i was like if she don't pay for it bro i'll just pay i'll just pay for it i don't care so she get to work and start talking all sorts of crazy about me we work in the same place and y'all if y'all learn any lesson from what i'm telling you right now do not shit where you sleep because man man she went to work and started saying wild stuff and like i had to and of course like people know my character at work so they don't really believe it they just like kind of pull me to the side talk to me about it her like uh supervisor is my boy and he just pulls me to the side he was like hey bro what what is i I give him the whole backdrop of the whole situation he was just like okay now they do say it everything adds up because what she was saying was real spotty i was like hey man I just want the mirror to be fixed. And that's all. So eventually she buys the piece and she tells me, you know, right before she bought it. So I don't know if she bought it yet. She says, oh, I just don't have the money to be buying pieces like that. You know, I people said I could just fix like the specific part I broke. I was like, it's a whole piece. You can't just like replace the glass off of a side of you mirror. <laughs> like you got to just replace the whole body of it like that's just how it is just buy the part it was only like 150 dollars and then she had she was like well i bought it and i don't in you know i don't like the way you press me i have to have money to do this i have to money to do that and i told because she had just signed up for like an art class an art college course that she wanted to do and at this point i'm just being petty so i was just like so you telling me you ain't got the money to be breaking stuff that you can't you you ain't got money to replace the parts that you breaking first of all you hit a part card that's pretty impressive you can't replace the piece you broke that wasn't moving didn't do nothing to you and you tell him but you signed up for this art class where you have to spend a couple hundred dollars on the materials for a degree for a degree plan that doesn't even align with the degree plan the air force set up for you because in the air force when we join with our job our specific job field gets a natural degree set up for criminal justice if you want to go pursue something else you can but you're gonna have to start off as a clean slate so you're gonna have to get all 64 credits of that associates or 124 of the bachelors off fresh (laughs) So I was just like, why are you? No, you, even... say, no, you sound like you sound like Stewie and Brian. Yo. <laughs> hey, 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 give me my money, man. Give me my money. <laughs> give me, my, give me, give me my money. Like, you done? Said, hey, done? so how much was that uh, fake mustache? Fake <laughs> <laughs> fifty. What? I'll see if I have fake fake mustache. I'm glad we came to get my money. <laughs> Boy, all talk about oh, you want to buy them art project? Well, what about my money, man? How much that art project cost? And meanwhile, I'm just sitting there with a bat. Nah, dog. So like, we get into that whole thing. I start telling her you make bad financial decisions, and that's just me being petty. And she get around. Oh, I see how your character is. All this, you know, you're just not the guy that I thought you were. This, that, the other. And then I just get to the point where I was like, okay, so if I'm not the guy you thought I was, then why the fuck are you still in my house? I just go all the way in. I'm just like, you what? Need did, to what she say? So she has said she don't like how my character is and she sees my true colors and she don't yeah. like who she's seeing. And I yeah. asked her, 
So if you don't like what you see and you still and you see my true colors and you don't like it, then why the fuck are you still in my house? Uh, what'd she say? She just got quiet. Cause I at that point I just told her like get your shit and get out. I don't care where you go, but you gotta you gotta dip. Like, you know, uh, call whoever you need to call to like pull up. Like you can go back to the dorms. Like it's a couple of her friends that were still at the dorms that had like an extra couch. She can like <laughs> kick it on. But at that point. You know, for the whole time, she's supposed to be trying to find a house, though, right? She's supposed to be trying to find a house because she's supposed to be taking custody of her sister. And this is my house that she's staying in. I try to be as professional and as a good guy as I could. But after a point, it's just like between like the mix signal she was sending in the first place. I just had to feel all those still being a good enough dude just to be like, yo, just pull up. You can stay here, you know, however long you need. I hope you look for a crib. If you need to, I know a couple houses available because people PCS. So I kick her out at this point. And her last little petty statement is just like, oh, well, if you just going to kick me out, then I'm going to move in with Johnson. I'm going to just call him Johnson. This dude I play ball with. So she's just trying to be petty, saying she's going to move in with this other dude I know. I don't care because like I said, I'm not sexually driven. After like the first two times she played them weird games, I was like, I'm just going to chill out. Like everything you trying to do. And she tried to talk about a relationship a couple of times. And she was like, so is sex like the contingent? I was like, no, it's not the contingent. But I was like, it's always going to be a part. But overall, I was like, you were just sending very confusing signals in the first place. And I don't want to have to deal with that. So do your own. So that that I just left that entire situation alone. She got kicked out the house. She moved in with somebody else. I PCS, kind of let her do her own thing. Never spoke to her again. Ended up figuring out a couple of years, like maybe like a couple months ago. Uh, one of my boys that's still at the base, he told me she got kicked out of the Air Force for some credit card scam she was trying to do. <laughs> so, so man, like, and that that's just like that's just a foot in the door, of people of like my confusing relationship life because there's been a lot of other good situations that happen in between don't get me wrong but in my three-year stint in alaska like it's been enough confused like flat out misleading confusing stuff where i was just like yo i'm so tired of having to read people like like women y'all just gotta just just be a little clear i know things ain't always gonna be transparent but uh, just just make it a little easy for us because man i'm so tired of having to like try to figure women out so now i'm at the point where i i just flat out tell them like it either it is or it isn't like what are we about to do like it not even about sex it's like are we about to be friends cool i'll hear the keys like wh- wherever direction we go it's on you i'm not even gonna try to guess it but most women kind of get confused by that saying like oh you're just trying to lure me in like, no i'm not trying to lure you in I'm trying to give you full control of whatever's going on because yeah. I'm an a- actual good guy just trying to do things the right way. But what y'all are used to is the broken dude mindset. So y'all get confused when a dude come around and treat you nice, treat you kind. Don't really like have an incentive for anything. He just wants to be kind, just to be kind, wants you to ha- be comfortable in general. But I think that might be a topic for a different podcast too. Like, yeah. There's a little bit of clarity when it comes to just relationship topics, but you know, I'm in a better place now. In a much better place. Ain't that much confusion happening since I've been in Europe, but uh Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It, it's been a it's been a life. Dang. Mm-mm-mm. Wow. Whew. What a story, dog. Hey man, moral story man. Why do you deal with? Big facts. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm reading. I'm reading this. Uh, I close with this. I'm reading this book. I gotta get back on it. Called. Uh, it's basically it's a variation of the book. You know, influencing people, gaining friends, influencing people. But yeah. it's basically a, a modern version of for, for today. And the guy said, a principle that he lives lives by in, in business, but also in his life, is he hires slow, but fires fast. So don't go trying to hire people for positions in your life so hastily that you now link yourself up with a bad business partner or a bad relationship partner or a bad friend or a bad or what you know you know things that's in your control 
Yeah. But also, if you find yourself in a toxic situation, fire quickly because you don't want to spend excess time, too much time in the wrong situation with the wrong person. So make sure you're methodical and make mm. sure you're observant and who you choose to keep around you in your close circle. But also, if you find yourself making it, if you made a mistake, rectify it quickly so you don't spend too much time and wasting energy, resources, your sanity, and your peace trying to keep a person around that does not need to be in that position in your life. So, yeah. That's all I got to say about that story. Hey, man. <laughs> but I feel you, dog. That's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Man. Tell you, man. Good stuff. Well, dude, I got to get ready to go, man. I got a poetry night I got to get ready for. So, oh, God. Yeah, Sherlock Homeboy poetry. coming around. I know. We got, we got poetry night via Zoom, man. Look, quarantine poetry nights, bro. Look. Tell you, they doing new things out here. Hey, man. Y'all innovative. <laughs> innovative, bro. Got to stay with it. Got to stay with it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, word, word. This is what it sound like when we roll and our house still open. All these people, all these drugs that could fit the ocean. They say they can't, they say they can't tell me what they smoking. Making waves, making waves, making real commotion. This is what it sound like when we roll and our house still open. All these people, all these drugs.